I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What two Rays players will be the next to be traded? And why didn't Deshaun Jackson have the kind of season everyone expected in 2017? And with the NHL draft and free agency looming, will the Lightning attempt to make any splash moves? Your question's answered right here in our popular mailbag segment on this Thursday edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, along with producer Steve Versnick. But first, a special offer from Audible.com. Sign up now and you get a free 30-day trial. That's a $15 value. And as a listener to this podcast, you also get a free audiobook. Now, here's what you do. Just go to Audible.com slash Sports Day. That's spelled A-U-D-I-B-L-E dot com slash sports day for a free 30-day trial and a free audiobook. So we thanks for your participation. A lot of you guys have emailed questions to us on Twitter and uh, to myself as well and uh, got some good ones that I just teased here a minute ago. Let's get right to them, Steve. All right. Well, our first question comes from JP who asks, why all the hate on Kevin Kiermeyer? <laughs> okay. I, and first of all, JP, let me think. Hmm, who could JP be? I think that might be J.P. Peterson. You might want to check my timeline out. We kind of went back and forth yesterday. And I guess on J.P.'s uh, radio show, uh, which I didn't listen to uh, at the time uh, yesterday or the day before, it would have been, this would have been Wednesday, I guess, or Tuesday, I don't know which, um, they got into a discussion about Kiermaier because he came back, of course. He went 0 for 5, but made a nice catch in center field. And apparently there were a lot of people that are giving uh, – had some hate. You know, the haterade was out for Kevin Kiermaier for whatever reason. And this is a guy that's missed two months. Um, and, and he's had a, a you know sort of a history of missing games, and I just kind of tweeted at him like, no, you know, he was like, I don't know why everybody has so much hate, and I was like, well, I mean, I get it, you know, I mean, the guy has first and foremost, um, you know, is is a great fielder, you know, platinum glove winner, um, and you know, can has brings energy and all that, but two sixty hitter, not the batting average is is all that, but if you if you kind of you know, he was he was sort of leaning on the war, the wins against replacement, which is very, very good for Kevin Kiermaier, one of the best probably in baseball. Um, but there's other stats like, you know, uh, on base percentage and, you know, different things that, that don't work in his favor. I mean, look, he's been sort of limited um, offensively, not really knowing, you know, is he a power hitter? You can't, you know, right now they got him leading off. It looks like they want him to continue leading off, but he doesn't walk a lot, strikes out a bunch. And the biggest thing against him is that he's missed – you know, 50 or more games in about four seasons. So, you know, this is a guy that they signed to an enormous contract. It's backloaded. They're not, they're not really paying him a lot of money uh, this year, but it averages close to $8 million or $9 million, somewhere in there by the time he's done with it. And all I said was, I get it. I get why people aren't all in on, on Kevin Kiermaier. So I don't know why there's hate for him. It's just that, you know, until they brought up Jake Bowers and Willie Adamas and some of these younger guys – the only position player you could point to as a quote-unquote, you know, sort of franchise guy was, or superstar after Longoria was traded, was uh, Kevin Kiermaier. 
and that's that's sort of been the face of their franchise, right? I mean, Chris Archer was that we we deemed we named him that, but he hasn't lived up to that bargain. So KK with those piercing eyes, um, you know, there's a reason why we felt like that. Well, take and, for instance uh, Tuesday night's game, uh, was, right. which was the Snell Verlander. Uh, duel in Houston. It was 1-1 late. Malik Smith was on second base. Kevin Kiermeyer's up. Malik's is fast at second. You put the ball in play, he's got a good chance to score. Kevin Kiermeyer's fast. Put the ball in play, he's got a good chance to be safe at first. And he's swinging for the fences in a 1-1 game. You don't need a home run there. Right. You know, that's, that's the problem I have with Kevin Kiermeyer. I mean, defensively, there's no better in baseball. But offensively, he's swinging for the fences at the wrong times. Yeah, if he took the approach of Malik Smith, and I know he's got a little bit of power, and that's good, right? But if he took Malik's approach and tried to hit it middle, left, you know, use the whole field, use his speed, if he could, if he was a great base stealer, I mean, he has tools. We know he can run. We know he can do certain things. But where do you hit him in the lineup, right? I mean, this is the thing. He's, he's really not a leadoff guy, even though it seems like that's what Kevin Cash wants to do with him. Well, maybe they're just going to call him the opener of the lineup. He might, he's the op, he's the opener opening batter is what he is yeah um, that would be actually a good term for him because you know and it flips around I mean everybody's people get hung up on where you hit the first time around very rarely will you lead off another inning if you do the first time but it happens um, I I don't know I mean his game his game he's a very good player mm-hmm. very good major league player but I wouldn't say that he you know he's a superstar he might be one of the Rays best players. I but I just my whole thing is I get why you know and he was like a thirty first round pick I get why people aren't all in on KK I do I get it he can't you know he he is more one dimensional than than some people would like him to be that's all all right well rooting for UF asks which two race players will be the next ones traded wow good question well let's let's do uh, I'll say for sure Hadani Hechevaria will be um, probably the first I would imagine I mean they. They're pretty much committed, I think, um, to going with Willie Adamas to play shortstop in particular. They're not going not gonna to move him around a lot. They're not going to play Hetch at second base. And you got Daniel Robertson coming back off the DL. On Friday. So On Friday. So I would think by Friday or thereabouts they're going to make a decision and either trade or, or designate for assignment, whatever they can do. I don't know what the rules are at this point with, with Hetch. And that's a shame. And I'll say this. If somebody, some contending team needs a shortstop, there's no better guy available. That guy is maybe the best defensive shortstop they've had, and he can do some things with the bat too, and he can run a little bit. So, you know, I don't know what they'll get in the free market because people know they kind of have too many infielders, but um, I I would think Hatch would be first. Beyond that, I mean, I'm going to say Carlos Gomez just because. You know, he he hasn't brought a lot to this team. He's batting under 200. You know, they got him down in the order right now. He's got some home runs. He's never been a huge home run hitter. Um, he's an okay outfielder. I don't think he what, what, is what he once was. So, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that um, those two are still, still, I think, in line to be traded. I don't know if Gomez is the next one, only because they really don't have any outfielders ready to come up. You know, they have Johnny Field, Malix, and Kiermaier on the roster along with Gomez. You don't really have sure. anyone ready to come up. If anyone is the next one to be traded, either Wilson Ramos, who, by the way, congratulations, he's first in the All-Star voting right now. Saw that. Which is fantastic. Um, And well-deserved, too, the way he's playing at catcher, especially offensively this year. But I still think it's Chris Archer. Okay. 
I well, think I think there'll he's be a on team. The DL, that, so, well, I mean, but, uh, you know, to, once he gets back, I think there'll be a team that needs a starter as we approach. Because teams trade are always looking July. for pitching. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he yeah, still has possible. a fairly friendly contract too. So. Yeah. For a few more years. That's a so. good one. That's a really good one. Yeah. I, I just I mean, the pitching is such that you know I mean I guess they can spackle it together, but if you know, right now, uh, if Jake Faria comes back, you might have three pitchers. You know. Um, Archer would give you four possible starters, but they've done this bullpen thing for so long. I guess they could go, you know, the rest of the year if they have to doing that. And we should note that we're taping this podcast Wednesday afternoon before the Rays play <laughs> Wednesday right. night because Rick's on vacation starting on Thursday, and I'm actually getting ready to head to Dallas for the NHL draft, which we'll break down in its entirety later in this podcast. Yeah, absolutely. I'll uh, tell the, you. The every, Lightning's every first player. round pick possibilities are enormous. <laughs> uh, hint: They don't or have a first round pick. Actually, yeah. <laughs> I'll get that one right. They don't have one yeah. unless they trade somehow make a trade for one. Right. Yeah, they traded that pick for Ryan McDonough in the McDonough-Miller yeah. deal this year. So so maybe by the time this podcast actually airs, then we'll know which two players yeah. got traded. Also, some of the Lightning players could get awards tonight. Uh, Victor Hedman yeah. should win the Norris Trophy as the best defenseman. He's a favorite, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think he's a favorite. Um, Vasilevsky's up for the Vesna Trophy for best goalie. He will not win. He will not win. I don't think he will. And Iserman's up for GM of the year. Uh, I think George McPhee. I think George McPhee of Vegas is going to win that. I think so too. I mean, if you don't win GM of the year when you put together an expansion team to make it to the Stanley Cup final, you're never going to win. So now, now the voting took place before. I think after the first round of the playoffs is when all the voting. But took even place. so, but still, I mean, yes. even so, yes, yeah. All right, we're going to switch to uh, the Bucks right now. And mm-hmm. Reginald asks, "What do you think of the reason for the lack of expected production from Djax last season?" I said it, he was open several times and Winston missed him, but Dirk didn't help with play calling. He should have returned punts. Okay, well, uh, in reverse order, I think. He, he has not returned punts for quite a while, although he was very effective doing it in Philadelphia. We know that. Um, I, I just don't think that, you know, they got guys that can do that. It's not, it's not as big a part of the game as it used to be, but they could always put him back there in a, in a, in a clutch. Right now, Adam, Adam Humphreys is doing it. As far as as far as Deshaun goes, there it wasn't any one thing. I said if you were gonna if you were gonna point to one thing, I think it would be that Jameis just wasn't very good throwing the deep ball, hasn't been very good, particularly on some routes, and didn't have an, enough time really to work with Jameis. I mean, deep balls, I mean, if you think about it, okay, how many you know, you go out there and you're gonna practice, right? And let's say you're doing some stuff in the offseason together. All right, well how many how many, you know, forty yard, you know, sort of go routes are you going to run uh, it's easy for the quarterback he's just dropping back there and hanging it out there right but I mean you know at some point the receivers are going to go yo man what are you going to do um so you know that's it's not a, it's not something you practice a lot in 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 football to be honest with you now all the other stuff like they have spent more time together in the offseason and it is kind of on dirt cutter to find ways to whether it's putting them in the slot or in the backfield but to get the ball to him in space, I think that's where they really broke down. You know, they can get um, explosive plays that aren't in the air for 40 yards. I mean, you, you, can, you can throw the ball in space, and he's quick enough and fast enough to, to make people miss or to, you know, just beat the angle. So I've seen them uh, – I've seen him more in a slot than I did last year in practice during the OTAs in, in minicamp. I don't know if that's the plan. I mean, Chris Godwin's been really good outside. Um, but – I, I tend to think that, you know, and, and, and then the other things too is I think it was tough for, I think it was tough for Deshaun. Look, Deshaun's always been a guy that's been a focal point of a lot of offenses and he's averaged over 17. I think his career average was 17, seven, you know, a, a per reception. 
And he didn't come close to that last year. And I think he got frustrated. And, and the losing happened early. When you go to a new team, you want to hit it. You want to hit it fast. You want to be the reason you win. Everybody, doesn't matter what you've done in this league, he's got respect, but they want to see you do it for them. And he was making a big amount of money. You know, Tom Munkin came out the first day. He signed and said, hey, you know, we're paying him for what he's going to do and what, not what he has already done. And then at the end of the year, he got hurt. You know, he got hurt and missed the final two games. So all that kind of conspired. But if, if it was one thing, obviously they would have fixed it. But, I, but if there is one thing, it's just, you know – Lack of familiarity with with a guy with Deshaun's speed and sort of a you know sort of a learning curve still with Jameis to throw the ball down the field. All right, Stephen asks. He says, "I'm a huge Bucks fan, very high on Winston, both fantasy and reality. Uh, but hate to say it, but most of us are waiting to see if he gets a Zeke-like suspension for the Uber incident. According to NFL Stroud, will we know by July 4th if and what the suspension will be? NFL Stroud. Oh, that's me. Yes, um, that was the, the well, yeah, hashtag." Well, then I, then I guess I'm right. Uh, I would agree with NFL Stroud that we probably will know before July No, he 4th. was asking you, will we know by July 4th? Oh, will we know? Um, hard to say. I mean, I think it's going to be sooner than later, I guess. But we've seen this thing go into July before. It's just that once you get to July, now you're, now you're entering you know, training camp. This is an eight-month, going on eight-month investigation. I really think that they got to be towards the end of it. Um, I don't know the hang up. Was there another thing? Do I think I've, I've been pretty consistent saying that um, I think there's a good likelihood he gets suspended and, and people have taken that at times to mean I think he's guilty. I don't know. Um, I don't think they're mutually exclusive. I think you can be suspended without there being, um, you know, a total finding of guilt or innocence because this is not a court of law. This is not a preponderance of guilt. It's 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 basically based on the player conduct policy, which I would encourage people to read. It's very broad. Anything that, you know, brings some sort of a stain or could potentially damage the brand of the NFL or the player or endanger other people. I mean, there's so many ways to interpret that that uh, conduct policy that it's hard for guys not to get suspended. So um, when, when there's been those type of accusations, I'll say. Uh, and again, no, no civil suit, no um, criminal complaint. Those are all unique to Jameis that weren't there with Ezekiel Elliott. And, of course, in the case of Tom Brady, you had uh, another team bringing those charges about uh, deflated football. So, I mean, uh, yeah, but probably before – I would think before July 5th but or fourth weekend, I, I would guess, which, which puts us in the window any time. All right, well, Rich kind of asks a follow-up question. If the Bucks lose mm-hmm. Winston for two or more games, shouldn't the Glazers give Cutter another year, even at 8-8 eight and eight or worse? Well, it would have to be something they would consider. Um, you know, it, it, you could argue that that's why he's back to begin with because, you know, even Dirk said it was courageous to bring him back after last season with the expectations they had and then going 5-11. and 11. Um, So maybe that was a consideration that, you know, not knowing Jameis's fate, you know, to bring in a new coach and then potentially be without your quarterback for a few weeks if that were to happen, maybe that's not the way to start it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I look, I think every season you look at all the circumstances. I mean, they looked at him last year. Look, you could have asked, you know, does Dirk deserve to be fired because Jameis played three games hurt and then missed three games with injuries? And the answer may have been yes or no. Well, I think the Glazers answered it for you. I think they said, yeah, he does. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. That, you know, um, it, was, it wasn't necessarily on him that Jameis got hurt. wasn't on him that he tried to play through some injuries and wasn't effective. So they felt like that, that Dirk, having gone 9-7 and seven the year before, was the same coach, and he deserved to come back. The same could be said, you know, for him after this situation, depending on if Jameis misses any games or not. And and again, all of it depends on how does the team play, what's their record when he comes back, what's the circumstances, you know, for the record. Did did uh, they lose two quarterbacks at, at given times? I mean, there's all that's in there, right? So um, we don't have crystal balls, but I mean, I think that every year. You try to mitigate it and, and, and really do a deep dive and try to figure out whether a coach, you know, whether you need to make a change or not. And a lot of that is based on circumstances that that coach can't control. All right. Steven asks, and it's kind of a three-part question. Which undrafted free agent has the best chance to make an impact on the 53-man roster? What is going on with the right guard position? And you being a big wig sports writer, can you make time go faster until football season and then slow it down during the season? <laughs> no, if I could do that, I would make time go slower when it was not football season because I'm about to enter my vacation. So let me just get that clear right away. So undrafted uh, rookie free agents. Let me think of, I'll give you a couple. Um, I'll say a running back, the Duke kid, um, Sean Wilson, who's who's little guy, he's five nine, about one eighty five, but man, he is quick and he and he's he's good good hands. It looks like somebody that can uh, be a third down back for him, especially in the future. And whether he makes a practice squad or the regular roster will remain to be seen. I would think that you'd have to choose him, maybe even over say a Charles Sims or a Jacquez Rogers or somebody like that. So um, maybe a long shot, but a guy that really opened their eyes. The other one would be uh, Godwin Igwebike, who. Well, in my opinion, he's going to be on this football team, probably on the regular roster, but certainly on the practice squad. But um, they paid him, I don't know, $200,000 or some thereabouts to uh, sign uh, as an undrafted guy. Safety, when you look at the safety position, uh, you know, you figure that, you know, you've got a few guys there that you like, um, you know, including Jordan Whitehead, who they drafted from Pittsburgh. But really, you know, Chris Conte and Keith Tandy, we know Justin Evans. Is going to be a starter, but but who is that fourth guy, or is there going to be five guys? You know, so uh, I think there's an opportunity there for Iguibuke, and they think they really like him. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say those two are my are my guys. And as far as right guard goes, I mean, a lot of it depends on the health of Jr. Sweezy. Now he you know broke his fibula, so that that's been the injury he's been dealing with. He's supposed to be ready for training camp. I know he hasn't played a lot of football. I mean, he had you know the back injury the first year they got him from Seattle. Um, but he's still in the mix, right? So he, he'll get a chance at right guard, as will, and I think they really like this guy, is Caleb Benenock. Now, some of that will depend on, will DeMar Dotson make it back? They would like to leave Benenock at guard and just have him learn one position. He's also played tackle and, and you know could potentially have to flip out there and be their right tackle. He'll definitely be a swing guy if he doesn't start and play guard or tackle. But I think they really like Benenock to kind of win that job um, so it'll be between those two. And, and if I had to lean, I'd lean towards Benenock right now. 
All right, Ryan asked, do you think the Bucks will need to pick up any more free agents before training camp starts? Well, I don't know that they'll have to. There's always an opportunity to do that. Um, some of that will depend on injury, quite frankly. Um, before training camp starts, not, not likely. You know, they, they know who's out there. You know, I mean, last year we saw right before camp, I think, or on or about camp, T.J. Ward signed, uh, was cut from, you know, from the Broncos. There's going to be some players that will fall out of the weeds here, um, you know, right before training camp, mostly veteran guys for whatever reason. Now that they've had a chance to look at their rookie class and some undrafted guys, you'll see some veterans get cut before training camp. Um, I still think, again, safety – is one of those positions that they would consider. There are some safeties out there now that no one's taking a nibble on. Um, but eh, probably less likely this year even than last year. I think their football team's a little further down the road. So I would say, well, it's always possible. I don't know that it's something that they're actively looking to do. All right, we'll switch gears to the Lightning now. And Anthony asks, will the Lightning make any attempt to, or at least one big splash move? And Cody had asked, what do the Lightning do with Stammer or Tyler? Um, well, Steve, you can discuss this as well or better than I can. I mean, Stammer's not going anywhere. Let's just be clear on that. Um, well, he's, he's the captain, captain with a no-move clause. Yeah, we, who you'd have to ask to be traded. Tyler Johnson, though, I think has is, is been that guy that people have sort of maybe speculated most on um, because there's a lot of players like him, and he has value. Um, and, he's, and after this year, Steve, correct me if I'm wrong, but he'll, he'll, have, he'll be able to, to uh, have a no-trade clause of his own, right? Yeah, he signed a new deal last offseason, which starts July 1st and, and has a no-trade clause in it. He'll make $5 million a year on that deal. Mm-hmm. So, so that's if a you're big going day. to trade him, you'd have to do it before July 1st. And, yeah. and, so and that, I think it's one where big. I don't think the Lightning want to trade Tyler Johnson, but in a salary cap world, there's an opportunity to free up some cap space to give younger guys like Tony Sorelli or Mitchell Stevens and other guys in the minors a chance to play more and free up some roster space. And, and they're, they're guys that play similarly to Tyler Johnson. Not that you want to lose a Tyler Johnson. You never do. But in the, in the world of the salary cap, you can't keep everybody every year. It doesn't work that way. I like the way you said, in a world where there's a salary cap comes a man <laughs> named Tyler Johnson. I'm going to say Tyler might be moving on, man. I tell you what, man, Tyler Johnson. We'll see. I mean, they seem, they seem like they got a lot of Tyler Johnsons on that team. Well, and, and, you know, look, they have a lot of smaller type forwards like that. So Tyler Johnson, Yanni Gord, Tony Sorelli, et cetera. The emergence of Braden Point, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Now they added I mean, J.T. Miller last season, a bigger type forward. Bigger body. They got rid of Nemestikov's yeah. a little smaller. They added uh, Andy Anderhoff from the Kings in the trade for bigger Peter body. Budai. Now, I don't think mm-hmm. he's a top six forward at, 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 by any means, but he is a little bigger, has a little more size to him. Um, you know, something that Washington kind of took to them in the playoffs. And so... You know, you wonder if Steve Eiserman's not making a move or looking at making some moves to get a little more size in the forward unit. Um, you know, especially maybe in the bottom two, the bottom two lines uh, to help to help in the future in the playoffs and against those bigger, heavier teams. And he's got value. He's a guy that people would want. So all that factors in, right? Absolutely, it does. Yeah, I mean, you can't get something without giving up something. There you go. Much like you had to give up Jonathan Duran to get Mikhail Sergachev. Perfect example. Now, Friday night is the NHL draft in Dallas. Uh, round one will be Friday night. Rounds two through seven will be Saturday. I'll be there covering it. Uh, the Lightning at this point don't have a first-round pick, uh, but they do have plenty of picks in rounds two through seven. Uh, but Iserman, if you look back in the, the last few drafts, has found a lot of values in, in rounds two, three, four, five 
uh, in the NHL, where, where generally the first round picks are extremely valuable and the second through seventh are kind of crapshoots. Um, Iserman seems to find those gems in the second and third and fourth rounds. So those picks are very valuable, too, for the Lightning. Um, and then after this weekend, oh, the schedule, the Lightning schedule comes out tonight at 5.30 p.m. The home opener was announced on Wednesday. That'll be Saturday, October 6th against the Florida Panthers. So you can mark your schedule there. But the Lightning schedule comes out Thursday. NHL awards again tonight. Hedman should win the Norris Trophy. Andre Vasilevsky's up for it. the Vesna, And Eisenman's yeah. up for the GM of the Year award. So big week for the Lightning. And then free agency starts July 1st. And then by July 4th, the league kind of shuts down for the summer. I know. But they, you know what's funny about like their league? And I guess... You know, it's a little more time after the NFL where you have, you know, a couple of weeks in the East-West Shrine game, and then, you know, you've got um, Senior Bowl and then the Combine, and then, you know, eventually you get you get to the free agency and then the draft. Man, the NHL, as soon as the season's over, it's like, okay, we're going to do the draft now. Well, the okay, N- we have free agency. All right, we're done. The <laughs> NBA draft is tonight, and that season ended after the NHL. Yeah. So, and, right. and, and Kevin Knox expected to be a lottery pick tonight, the Tampa Catholic. Highest drafted uh, NBA player, or player, highest drafted player in the NBA in uh, Tampa Bay history, I believe. Uh, assuming he goes in the lottery, as he is predicted to go tonight. Yes, right. Good player, man. Uh, then Les asks, "Can everyone pump the brakes on Tiger, please? As a man and as a father, I'm rooting for him, but his best best golf is behind him. Do you see any way he wins another major? I'm beginning to even doubt he can win a golf tournament. Too much young talent. I love this question. I get asked a lot." <laughs> especially on Spectrum Sports when I do some TV. Um, it was kind of a running joke. I have said that he will not win another major. Now, when he was finished second at the Valspar and then followed that up with a pretty good tournament at Arnie's place, I went, eh, well, maybe he could win a major. But then I was like, nah. But I think he could win a tournament. Although now, I'm not so sure he can win a tournament. I'm going back to my original. I think injuries are going to get him again at some point because you don't get, you know, better with age especially with the type of surgeries he's had his game still seems like it's he's he's competitive at times and he has had some good finishes he's been in position on the last day a couple times but i think he i think the you know the questioner's right i mean i don't know how many majors now have been won by guys under the age of 26 but it's almost all of them and you know we don't even talk about brooks kepka until last week that guy is one win away from being a hall of fame golfer you realize that there aren't a lot of golfers walking around with three and four majors, you know, to their name. And he's got two U.S. Opens. And he's a guy we don't even talk about until last week. So, you know, I, I think it is. I think Tiger created this, this, this generation of, you know, fantastic talent out there on the tour. And while no one's singularly dominant, um, there's just a lot of guys that can win. And, I think it makes it – I do. I think it makes it harder for Tiger. So I'm going to say no, he won't win a major, and I'm not so sure. You know, maybe there, maybe there's some open out there he can take, but I haven't found it. All right, our final question comes from Steven. He says, not exactly Tampa Bay sports, but I'd love to hear Chucky's take on the Raiders and their geriatric signings. I don't know what you mean by geriatric, man. I drafted – I didn't draft him, right? I got Jordy Nelson, played with Aaron Rodgers. Should have drafted Rodgers. I'd still be in Tampa, man. So I got his receiver, okay? Got Doug Martin, got the muscle hamster, man. He's not running on a treadmill for us, man. I love pet hamsters. We got Leon Hall. He was a Wolverine. He was a Bengal. Put those two together, man. You got a different kind of animal. Reggie Nelson. You ever watch Major Nelson on I Dream of Genie, man? I love space. We're going to try to put Doug Martin in space, you know what I mean? 
All right. I think that about wraps it up for the mailbag and it wraps it up for your time before <laughs> vacation. So. Yes. Yes. I am gone, going on vacation, but we have got uh, terrific shows planned for you guys and uh, we'll be updating what's going on around here in Tampa Bay as well. Of course, you'll still be around Steve and then we're going to have, uh, I think Tom Jones will probably host a little bit. We got interviews galore. Um, you're not going to want to miss these. Wake the kids, call the neighbors. These are going to be really good. We worked hard on this stuff. So I hope you enjoy them, and we'll announce those, maybe not today, but certainly coming up in the next, uh, maybe tomorrow we'll do it. We'll announce uh, sort of what we got lined up for you guys, as well as just, uh, you know, reacting to whatever happens news-wise. So uh, I'll be gone for a couple weeks, but um, still, still, you know, possibly calling in. Maybe I'll call in and surprise. Maybe I'll call you guys and surprise you, man. Maybe we should do a show together. You know, Gruden actually said that to me one day. He did. When he was here for the, you know, when he's here for the Monday Night Football um, you know, before he decided to go and uh, meet with uh, Mark Davis and, and sign with the Raiders again. I think that paid Hooters a little better. To, that paid a little better. Yeah, a little bit more. He had the, had a Hooters thing, and uh, he goes, uh, he's still doing radio, man. And I was talking to him, I go, ah, no, you know, this and that happened. And uh, he goes, well, how about, how about me and you do a radio show? How about we do that here? Would that be good? You like to do that? I'm thinking, yeah, man, I could do that. <laughs> we'd be like dueling Gruden's on the I'll tell you what man you should talk to somebody we should do that alright man I'll do that so it'd be a little tough but John's up at 316 so minus the three hour time difference so you're talking about midnight so I need a midnight show <laughs> I'm going to ask WDAE if we can get that done so but yeah it was kind of funny it's like hey we should do a show together man I'm not sure he really meant it I don't know you think think about that I have to think about that one Anyway, um, we appreciate the questions. Great questions today. I liked them. Uh, they were good. Hope you guys uh, agree, disagree. Doesn't matter. Love your feedback. Always want your feedback on this podcast. In fact, uh, that's why we do it. Uh, we want this is your show. So tell us what you think. Something you like. Something you don't like. More Gruden, less Gruden. It doesn't matter. Um, reach us at uh, on Twitter at SportsDayTB where you sent your questions at SportsDayTB. Uh, you can reach me on Twitter at NFL Stroud and by email at rstroud at tampabay.com so rstroud at tampabay.com and as always we'd love for you to rate and review this podcast this podcast is everywhere you have no excuse not to go and sign up for it or at least listen to it every day yeah just do a search on any of the podcast apps on your phone uh, just search for Sports Day Tampa Bay it's on iTunes and Google Play and SoundCloud and Stitcher and TuneIn and iHeartRadio just subscribe to the podcast so it'll automatically download to your phone every day so you can listen anytime you choose and, of course, leave comments, like it. That always helps us. And if you still can't find it, tampabay.com slash sports. I know you go there every day for the latest headlines. It's right there on the right-hand side. And, as always, if there's breaking news, man, you never know. We might pop up on the weekends for you. So always check back on Sports Day Tampa Bay. What? And, uh, we'll, yeah, you never know. I mean, look, we're, we're day-to-day, man. <laughs> we're living day-to-day. I know you don't want to do weekends. You're going to be at the NHL draft, so we'll, we have some, might have some news there. Right? I'll, I'll get so. an exclusive interview with the first-round draft pick. <laughs> yeah, that's because you know what? I hope they trade and have one just so you have to do it. Just because you know they don't have one now doesn't mean they won't have one when they come well, out. That's true. It, they, that's they true. probably won't. They probably won't. Anyway, thanks for listening, guys uh, and girls. And uh, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times for Steve Versnick. Have a great, great Thursday, everybody. We will talk to you on Friday. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowlin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowlin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlinBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.